7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabiso Musia. Now, I've always said that a fighter that gets into the ring has got to be 2,000% committed because he's the one taking the punches. I can shout as much instructions from the corner or give as much instructions from the corner as possible, but I'm not getting hit. That guy's getting there, he's getting hit. I commit myself 2,000% to my fighters and I expect the same back from them. I don't ask my fighters at the gym in the daytime when they come to gym whether they ran in the morning. I was there to see them run this morning. You know, I don't have to ask my fighters, did you run? I was there to watch them run. So whatever I put in, I expect back from them. He is Nick Durant, a trainer with an impressive record, having produced 14 world and over 60 South African champions. He learned from one of the legends of boxing, Lou Duva, and having worked with the likes of Evander Holyfield and Roy Jones Jr., Nick knows exactly what he wants. The biggest uh, drive for me, the biggest achievement for me, is victory. It's not about the cash, it's not about myself. It's about taking guys like... I've taken so many youngsters in life that come with nothing. I've got fighters that have joined me in the past that could, could not eat with a knife and fork. And to take youngsters that have come from the bush in Africa and make them world champions and see them with homes in the suburbs of South Africa, in the suburbs of Johannesburg, and see them driving BMWs, that for me is achievement. Well, good evening, everybody. Thank you for uh, being with us on SAFM Spot On with me, uh, Tabiso Musia, Katlakomo Diva Intimity, produced uh, the show, and Sylvester Komane is in technical. Happy belated birthday to Katlako, who was celebrating um, his birthday uh, yesterday. We just forgot to highlight it, uh, but uh, we have to share these special moments. But anyway, it is Boxing Wednesdays, and uh, this week marked three years since boxing trainer Nick Durant lost his life in a motorcycle accident, and the clip we've opened with tonight is of the great Nick Durant who was speaking to Transworld uh, Sport and uh, we are going to try and remember him on the show tonight. We've reached out to one of his former boxers, Silence Mabuza, as well as a man that was, that was in his corner for many a fight in Elias Achabalala and they will share their memories of an umtaga at Nick Durant. Also on the show this evening, we want to talk about the use of video technology in boxing. Now a number of sports have adopted video technology despite unhappiness from certain quarters. We have seen how VAR divides opinion in football, but it's there and has been implemented. Uh, we have a, a TMO in a rug, in a rugby, and there's also a TV official in cricket. Could we have something similar in boxing? Should we have something similar in boxing on a permanent basis? Especially because of the number of complaints after fights, with boxers always claiming that they are robbed. Uh, last week we heard from Kopane Mukwena, or I quit as he wants to be uh, called now. Uh, he also complained about being robbed, and that's why he wanted to give up the sport and, and judges make a lot of mistakes uh, they are only human uh, let me not say they make a lot of mistakes uh, they do make mistakes because they are also hu human but can they be assisted by var can they be assisted by the use of video technology in boxing so we're gonna speak to renowned uh, boxing official mr tabo spampool about this but we are gonna start the show by talking about the rumble in in, in Sosha. Sosha Nguve. 
They are planning a rumble in the in, in Sosha and it's the brainchild of a young man who wants to use boxing uh, to give back to his community and fight other causes too. So he is uh, going to speak to us shortly about this. But I'd love to hear your thoughts on the use of video technology in boxing. You can send us voice notes on our WhatsApp number 0614104107. Should it be put in use permanently or not? Because the, it is used at the moment, but I think it's on a fight to fight basis and it just depends on whoever puts up that uh, bill if they want video technology but it's not consistently used in boxing so do send us those voice notes on 061-4104-107 if you want to weigh in on the topic or you can sms us on 41391 or call us on 0891-104-207 for the story behind the action catch Tabiso Musia weekdays at 7pm so let's start the show then by speaking to activist Kutsi Matlala, who was set to to face former world champion Ditaudiaro Ramulefiane in a fundraising about uh, dubbed the Rumble in Sosha. As I've mentioned, they were due to hold this, I believe, at the Giant Stadium. Uh, but uh, obviously, we are all in lockdown now, so it can't happen. But uh, uh, he joins us on the line now. Kutsi, good evening from us on SAFM. Thank you very much for speaking to us tonight. We're fine, thanks, Kuti. But firstly, tell us: Are you a social activist? Are you a social media activist? Um, yeah, I'm a social media activist um, and also a community-based activist as well. Um, I come from uh, a non-profit organization called the Clean Up Squad, and also representing an organization I run with my uncle called the Heavens Defense Force. And and what exactly do you do? Uh, well, I solely deal with uh, service users. You can call them Nyope uh, users. Um, I actually mediate. I actually help them with actually the administration of actually taking them to rehab. Uh, it deals with actually the paperwork from them to actually getting free beds and from them to actually getting free rehabilitation. So what I would do is that I would actually cut out the red tape and the bureaucracy and make sure that they would actually go to rehab as speedily as possible. Uh, since I've started it since 2017, and since from 2019 up until this year, we were able to take over 100 uh, service users to rehab. Uh, so that's what I do. I try to keep people off the streets from this thing called Bluetooth Outreach. That is a great. That is great. Keep up the uh, doing that much needed work there, Kutsi. And are you yeah. doing this in Soshanguve? Is that where your focus is? Uh, with the inception in 2017, it was solely based on Soshanguve because I had guys that I had went to primary school and high school with who were actually taking the drug. But once we started doing the long walk from Trobek to Soshanguve, we'd literally walk from Trobek to Soshanguve on food, uh, raising awareness about the drug. We found people from Mafike and we found people from Northwest. We found uh, people from Limpopo, we found people from Mpumalanga. So it became a national uh, drive that we're doing as well. So we also are actually even assisting people from as far as Cape Town uh, with actually finding assistance with finding free rehabilitation. I was about to ask, and I'm sorry to digress, because I've also been involved in something like this where we've helped, we've tried to help youngsters uh, that had problems with Nyawope get into rehab. But the challenge yeah. we faced was that these rehabs were very expensive and we tried to get commitment from government to help subsidize them in these rehabs or help organize free rehabs. And it really uh, was a struggle. So how are you able to do that? And which, which kind of rehabs are you able to take them to? Uh, there's one in Renfontein and there's one at Wittburg and there's also one in Kalinen as well. So there's three rehab centers that we are actually working with. Um, they, uh, we get the funds from government, but what we do is that we 
actually screen them thoroughly. Uh, we take them through a process whereby we, uh, the user has to actually volunteer that they want to go to rehab because most of the time you'd find the user actually the parents who are actually forcing them to actually go to rehab. Uh, so we screen them and then they go through social workers after going through social workers and then we would actually have to take their files and actually plead with the social development to actually take them into rehab facilities. Sure. Okay. Let's talk about the rumble in Sosha now. <laughs> what what a name, firstly. But what is the thinking there of, of the rumble in Sosha? Uh, but yeah, well, uh, the, the former world boxing champion, Dao um, uh, he's been on a campaign uh, calling me out, uh, <laughs> saying that he would want to actually take me on. Um, as a retired boxer, um, I know that he was, uh, he was the man back in the heyday. So he's saying that, uh, he would like to actually take me on. Um, he said to actually do an unveiling of his belt. Uh, that is actually said to retrieve back. But because when he won his world championship, I understand back in the day, after losing it, uh, the winner took his belt and they never gave it back to him. So during the unveiling, he was saying that if ever there was one person uh, he wanted to go blow by blow with, uh, it's me. Uh, he found me on social media. He was looking at my post while I was actually... Uh, doing my mini walks to train from the long walk to Juventus Session Group just to raise funds. And then he made a post to say, Hore, uh, I'd like to beat you up so that I, I could actually help you to raise funds. I'm like, Ndala, he's like, no, I want to beat you up and stuff. And I, sh- and I was like, no, shouldn't you be worried about pension and your grandkids? And he's like, no, I'm going to beat you up. And I was like, ah, so that's how it actually started because I thought, I mean, this man is old. He can't beat me up. And then you started posting it on social media, social media. And even my friends and family were like, well, Matawa, nah, are you scared of him? And I was like, no, I'm not scared of him. And it's like, oh, so why don't you take him on? So that's how the rumble and such actually started because one of the guys I was actually talking to, and he was like, yeah, this, this could create a great hype like in the movies. And we could call this the rumble and such. And then since then, I mean, you know, I've been just there, uh, you know, calling people to help him out so that they can talk him out of this thing. But he seems adamant. It seems like he wants to go ahead and do it. Uh, but it's for a good cause. So I guess I'll just trap him for the three rounds. And then, you know, it's for charity. So if he's willing to put his body on the line, I'm willing to put my fist as well. He's 55 years old, man. Do you have no shame? <laughs> That is a former world boxing champion. True, um, true. You know, if you listen to everybody else who's been talking, this fight has been creating a lot of hype and it's been causing me a lot of sleepless nights because everybody's talking about it. Um, everybody also saying that I'm a- actually going to get whipped by him as well because he's a former world boxing champion. Yeah. Um, I'm a amateur boxer. I don't have any boxing experience, but I'm a brawler. I actually train almost every day. And the surprising factor with everything else is that he actually discovered me through social media. He saw he saw my posts while I was training, so he thought I was a, a uh, an opponent, a worthy opponent for him to actually come back to the ring. And um, have you been able to meet him since then? Yeah, I've met him once or twice, but it wasn't nice, eh? you know, because. <laughs> Uh, when when we met up, like uh, every time I meet up, I always tell him, "Hurry, he's gonna catch a stroke or a heart attack or something." Uh, so yeah, but but he's a, he's a he's a nice dude, um, and I give a lot of respect to him, uh, especially with the fact that um, I mean he has won the world championship. Yeah. So I, I I give him all the utmost respect. Uh, but every time I meet up with him, he's always telling me that I should 
ask my mother, my mother will tell him that he's going to beat me up. And I'm like, but where does my mother come in into the phrase? So, yeah. <laughs> but you were able to do your research and, and find out that he was actually a credible world champion. Yeah, he was. He was. I mean, uh, in the 80s, early 90s, yeah. I think I was, I was still in primary school. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, back in the day. Uh, yeah. But he's a 55-year-old. Um, I've done proper research. I understand he's a grandfather now. So, um, and I actually agreed to the fight uh, on condition that there's, there's going to be paramedic, paramedics there. So, because, you know, uh, it's going to be something that's out of this world as well. Uh, but I think all credit to him, uh, all credit to everybody else who's been trying to organize the fight prior to uh, the coronavirus. We were all excited about this whole thing. Um, but I think it's, it was it was all in the fun of sports and also being an exhibition part because I understood where he's coming from. Uh, his intention was that, uh, look, after the fight, we want to make sure that the cleanup squad actually gets funds to actually uh, get a new transport because one of our biggest challenges was that we, as an organization from Social Google, we're dealing with edicts from um, Pumalanga, Northwest, uh, we're dealing for with guys from Limpopo, so we needed a car that could actually pick up these people and take them to all those various institutions. So he came on board and he said, look, man, I'm willing to put my body on the line. Um, maybe after this fight, we can raise enough funds to actually, uh, you know, get people to actually get you the paycheck. So the, the, the idea was that whoever's going to be betting on me mm-hmm. or whoever's going to be betting on him, uh, the proceeds would actually go towards purchasing that vehicle. That's awesome. That's great. And well done uh, to Ditao Diarora for uh, getting involved here and trying to get back into the ring. I mean, was it Nigel Ben? Nigel Ben, over 50, was also uh, warming up to get back into the ring here. So uh, we've seen this before. We've seen boxes going on until a very, very, very old age. So it was set for May the 30th, then Kutsi at the Giant Stadium in in Soshanguva. But because of the lockdown now, uh, what, what what are the latest plans? Uh, look, man, uh, there's a lot of people who are still talking about this even in lockdown. Um, every day he sends me videos and threats as well, or he's going to show me. Uh, so, like, even, even a lot of people, and thanks to the media as well, because even with the lockdown, um, I appreciate the fact that you guys have kept this thing alive. Um, and it also has inspired me as well. So, we're looking at immediately after lockdown, and I'm thinking... Um, with, with proper anticipation without being political or anything else, but I'm thinking that after winter, um, maybe around August or September, that's when we'll actually have the rumble in Sosha because we had already secured, uh, the venue, uh, we had already secured, um, the online billing systems, um, so everything else was said. So we're just waiting for the lock- lockdown to be uplifted, and then once that is done, then we can actually resume with the fight. But um, uh, for the sake of uh, actually training and stuff, we we thought that after the lockdown, at least we should be given at least a two month or three month grace period so that we can train. Okay, great stuff. You talk like a true boxer. Uh, we hope that you can walk the talk and you can back all this talking up in the ring there. I'm actually going to be there to come and support this. But please keep us updated then on, on a confirmed date going forward and whatever developments may arise uh, during this time, Kutsi. But uh, well done. Great initiative here. And uh, do keep in touch with us going forward. Almost definitely. Thank you a lot, man. Thanks, uh, Kutsi Malala. He's going to get into the ring with the former world champion, Ditao Diarora. Unbelievable. They're waiting to see that. We couldn't get to speak to Ditao tonight because he's got other commitments. Uh, so uh, when he is available to speak to us, I'm sure we'll bring him on on SAFM. And I'm sure a lot of you probably do remember uh, Ditao Diarora. We now want to talk about the use of 
video technology in boxing or the lack of use. I did mention that um, it is used uh, at some in some tournaments. Uh, they do use it. I think it's on a fight-to-fight uh, basis, though, but it's not a permanent feature in boxing. Is there a need for video technology or not um, in boxing? And let's now uh, talk to renowned ring official Mr. Tabo Spampul, who joins us on the line. Not only one of the best ring officials ever, a former professional boxer also, of course, and uh, the only SA ring official fully accredited by the prestigious uh, WBC. Mr. Spampul, good evening and thank you for joining us on SAFM tonight. Good evening. Yes, we want to talk about video technology, Mr. Pampul. But Pampul, but before all of that, how has the lockdown been for you as a boxing official? How has it affected you? Yeah, it has affected us it's big time mm. because uh, boxing is 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 in my blood. Every weekend, I know that you know, I don't have anything to do except boxing, refereeing. All the time, all the weekends. Uh, if I'm not in in the fights, I just go and practice and do and train mm. for some time, just to 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 sharpen my skills of 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 foreign official. Yeah. So now, how are you keeping yourself busy during these weekends? Uh, no, no, I'm keeping myself in the gym here at at, at work. Okay. I, I do have a gym at, at my workplace. No, that's good. And has it also hit you hard in the pocket? I know the promoters were uh, concerned that it's going to hit them in the pocket and obviously boxers are affected. Uh, upon that one, it, 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 does, it doesn't mm. from the official point of view. Yes, it's boxing to us is just a passion. Mm. We, 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 do, we do boxing because of we love it. Yeah, there's that's... there's not much money that you know we're earning in order we can say that it, it hits on, on our pocket. Mm. Yes. Now we've called you, Mr. Spampul, just to pick your brain about the use of video technology in boxing. Firstly, can video technology help improve decisions because uh, judges are human, they deal in a subjective world and anyone can have an off night? My brother, upon that one of the videos and all those things, I think if we are letting the video to dictate terms for a, a professional fight, that shows that you know it will be the end of the professional boxing in terms of uh, there are some regulations that are, are there that are put by the professional boxing, either the world bodies or boxing South Africa. They do have the, the boxing regulations. But some, somehow, if we're going to use the technology, it means that you know, these human beings that are there are going to be rendered very useless. But can the technology not work alongside these human beings that are there? Uh, one other thing, my brother, that you must know. A technology is a technology. But a human being see an incident once and then it takes the decision at the same time. Now, if we are going to say that we must wait for the technology to take decisions, that shows that, you know, it's not you now anymore. And also the regulations are not working anymore now. 
But judges are human. They do make mistakes. We've seen a number of dubious decisions over the years. Even last week, we spoke to a young man who said that he was robbed so much in his career that he wanted uh, to quit boxing. But thankfully, he's still uh, fighting. Then is in there an argument um, in to be made there? Could you repeat your question, my brother? Yes, I'm. 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 I'm saying uh, judges are also human, and there have been a lot of controversial decisions in boxing. Would video technology not help assist with these controversial decisions? Which means, my brother, if you're saying that the video technology uh, that must be used, judges and referees. That is why, from the very onset, I, I made mention that if we are going to use the video technology in that regard will render the referees and judges including the regulations useless because at the end of the day a judge and also a referee is is using the mentality that you no know, he has been taught about judging the particular fight he had to look at certain things and and the, the punching of the boxers if and only if we're going to say that, you know, uh, if I can make an example, there was a fight between uh, Mkunu and uh, Ostasia. Oh, yes, I remember that fight very well. Yes. I was part of that fight. Yeah? Which one? The, uh, um, the second one. The second one, okay. Both of them, I was, I was, I was involved. Okay. Uh, people were saying, no, Pample, the guy was robbed, this and that and that. I said, I, 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 I've got, I've got something that, you know, I can make mention of. One, yes, Ustazen was punching with a lot of punches. I, I, I can mention that, you know, powder punches. Brrr, hmm. 20 punches and all those things. Mkhonu was hitting two or four blows to the point. Are we going to say that, you know, this guy that is, is punching 20 punches vis-a-vis to the one which is punching four blows at a time uh, and say, no, this guy must win. That's, that's, that's my point. Others said no because of Mkhunu was accurate hitting to the point. I said, also, uh, Ostazen was hitting with punches, a barrel of punches all the time, irrespective of others could not get the target. But the only thing that, you know, he was just throwing punches all the time. That is why I'm saying that, you know, this thing, yes, in America, uh, there are some video technology that is being used, and they are counting the punches that you know, have been thrown by a certain boxer and the, the punches that uh, have been uh, have, have landed in the particular boxer. That is has been used already in America. But even if that thing has been used, the controversy is always there because of the, the human element. Yeah. Okay. I remember Mkunu and Ostey in one and two. One was very controversial uh, and and that's why it led to a rematch. Are you saying the second one was also controversial? I'm not saying that. Oh, I've okay. never said that. I, I was justifying my, my point of view regarding the first fight. 
Oh, the I first fight, yeah. It. Oh, the first fight, sorry, sorry. I've got you. Yeah, no, every, the f- each and every person will justify his decision. Sure. Because it's the way that I see, and I've got, I've been put in a particular direction in my corner yes. to see the punches, where do they land, and how, how do they get the target. Okay. No, I agree with you on the first one. It was really, really contro- it was it was controversial. But the second one, um, um, Kunu uh, won that cleanly and very easily. Now, um, the the argument, the other argument is that a video technology should be used only when there's a controversial incident, not just to help score the fight or to count, but when there's an incident that maybe uh, the referee is not sure about and then he can go to the video technology and go to the monitor and, and go look. Because I remember a fight, an, an international fight, it was a Rig- Rigondo and, and Flores, and uh, there was a dispute there because uh, Rigondo knocked Flores out in the first round, but if you are watching the fight, you can actually hear uh, that the, the the punch comes after the bell, after the bell rings for, for round one to be over. That's when Ringando punches and Flores goes down and he doesn't get up again. And the referees uh, was debating there for about 10 minutes. The commissioner got involved and they seemed to be reluctant to go to the monitor and use the monitor that was available. Is there no argument then, Mr. Spampool, for it to be used only when there there's a controversial moment in the fight? My brother, according to the PSA rules and regulations, they stipulate in this manner. The referee is the sole arbiter who can say we have the decision to take. The only thing that you know that I can say, this thing of the punches that have been hit after the after the bell. Yes, you've indicated that you know there's a human error. If and only if this thing it happen. The referee must consult firstly the judges. The the second one must consult also the the supervisor in charge. In order to hear and understand what happened about the, that particular incident. Mm. And then, if they are all not sure, can they go to the monitor then? Uh, 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 my brother, I disagree with you fully. I disagree with you fully. All four of them cannot talk one thing and say, no, they didn't say. Let's say there are four of them and Please. it's split 2-2. Two, two. Are you saying that they can't go to the monitor to go and look at what happened in the fight if the technology is available? No. No. Even, even The referee's decision is final, my brother. That's another thing that you know, must understand. If the referee has said you have stopped the fight, that referee's decision is final. I, I understand that even in football, the referee's decision is final. Even with yes. the use of VAR in football, the referee can go and look at VAR, but ultimately we have always been told that the referee has the final decision. So the referee could still have the final decision, but at least he has assistance now from a, a monitor. Because when I was watching this fight of Rigondo and, um, and Flores, it was so clear that the punch came after the bell. But they just did not want to use the video technology that was uh, available. 
even if Mr. Spampolit gives the referee the final word, are you uh, saying they shouldn't use the technology? Uh, I totally disagree. I don't want, I don't want those things to, to be utilized mm. because they discredit the ring official. Because if I'm taking the decision and then thereafter taking that decision, somebody come and, and, and play the incident that has happened in, in three minutes ago, then they say, no, I've taken the wrong decision. How is it going to be to you as a referee? How are you going to feel? Are you not going to be feel, are you not going to be embarrassed with the situation? But as a referee, can you not, before you make your decision, can you not ask to consult, even if it's for a minute or 120 seconds, to consult with the monitor before you make your decision? I mean, even between rounds, there's a minute that you can have. Uh, my brother, a monitor is not the regulation. It's not in the regulations. Because the only people that know they have a say in, 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 in a tournament the supervisor in charge, the judges, and the referee. I'm not disputing anything that no any person who wants uh, just to augment what has been there for the ring officials. Mm. Okay, for those who've just joined us, we are talking to a renowned uh, boxing official, Mr. Tabus Pampul. We are discussing the possible the use of video technology in boxing or the lack of use of video technology in boxing. We want to know if there's a call uh, for boxing to start using video technology like other sports are doing because of the dubious decisions that we've seen um, over o- over the years. Is boxing getting left behind by the other sport? Uh, but Mr. Pampul doesn't believe it. He believes that uh, the referee should should make the decision on his or her own and uh, that um, the human element is very important here. You can send us your views on 061-4104-107. We will uh, take your voice notes there. If you prefer to call us, you can call us on 0891-104-207. Let's go to the voice notes, guys. Um, evening, Tabiso. The way sport is going now, it's um, it's technology all the way. And we've seen even in different sporting codes how technology has influenced uh, certain decisions. And I personally think that it would be good also for boxing as well to include these video technologies in respects of fairness because there's a lot of controversy. Um, a lot of boxers went out of fights, not completely pleased. But then again, it would be the execution of it and the implementation, because if we introduce it, you, you don't want to break that tempo. And also after the fight, you don't want the other guy to celebrate, only to come back to him um, a couple of minutes later to tell him that, no, actually the decision has been reversed. So it's it's about the execution of it and the implementation and, and the correct judgment from from the technology point of view. It's uh, APA from East London. In your case, boxing is known to have poor decisions, poor outcomes in most parts of the world. If advanced technology of cameras can advance boxing, it will be a good thing. And poor quality of 
officially in boxing discredits boxing as a whole as a sport thank you good evening tabisa good evening to every listener you're speaking to libra here in east london look uh, for me i think boxing must remain as it is i don't think you know technology needs to come through i think judges um, must decide um, even though they make mistakes uh, they are humans i think uh, it must stay that way uh, because boxing is different from other sports like cricket and, and all the other sports and i know there are decisions that have to be made in terms of match results and uh, outcome of the match but i think it should stay that way uh, the authority must be given to the judges and yes they do make mistakes uh, it's been there for a very very long time i think if you put in technology then it will tarnish the integrity of the judges thank you very much tabiso hey libra thanks for that libra seems to agree with mr spampul that boxing must be kept pure it will tarnish the image of the judges but the other voice notes don't agree with mr spampul and we're going to let him uh, just respond to that after this break you can keep them coming on 0614104107 tabiso musia on safm okay still talking to mr tabus pampul let's just get him to respond to those voice notes the one agreed with you mr spampul but the other one said that the poor um, quality of officiating discredits bo- boxing sometimes and boxing needs to move with the times how do you respond to that one uh, hello yes 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 i was saying how uh, do you yes. uh, this technology has been there for quite a long time it's early in the early 80s technology was there in america but uh, that te- that technology was used by the well bodies to each and every fight, but they could never, they've never changed any decision of the judges and referees mm. that were made by them. That is why I'm saying that you know this thing of u- utilizing the this technology, it will it will start here in South Africa, but it's been there in in, in the whole world. In America, this uh, technology has been there. Are you saying it's not working? It's not working in this professional professional sport of boxing. AP from East London says maybe it could work if it's executed and implemented better. In which way? I, I, I would love to know in which way. Okay, maybe from my from my understanding, maybe AP meant that, for example, in rugby, there's a fourth official that sits with a monitor and then uh, the referee can go to him upstairs and ask for his opinion uh, to look at the decision on the monitor and give his opinion. It also happens um, in, 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 in cricket also. And as I mentioned, it happens in VAR. So there could be an advantage in having a TV judge maybe for boxing just for controversial decisions. Yeah, I understand with the rugby, my brother. But in boxing, this, uh, uh, let me remind you, this has been happening for quite a long time, for decades, in boxing. But it has never happened the way the rugby are using, utilizing, also soccer. Mm. I don't know whether I, I make myself clear, because this technology has been there in America for quite a long time. But it's, it's, it's not standardized. It's not in every tournament. It's on a fight-for-fight fight basis. It's, it's, it depends basically on different promoters if they want to use it or not. But I think the, the question was, it could be standardized uh, if it's executed and implemented properly. But you don't agree with that? Uh, also, also, if I can make mention like this, if you're saying that you know, this technology must be also utilized in the small tournaments, 
Sorry, can you that just... Will be, to the promoters, it will be expensive. Mm. To have those monitors, to have all these, these things that we're talking about, the technology that we're talking about, in a small tournament that is being held in, in the rural areas. Mm. Are we going to utilize also in those rural areas or are we going to utilize it in, in the big tournaments? Well, that's a fair argument also because it comes across in football uh, lots of times also to say but VAR can be used in the other leagues uh, but it can be used in, in major leagues and I know for example here at home the PSL has raised an issue about the costs of uh, VAR at the moment. They've been saying that they can't afford uh, VAR but let's take some of the voice notes on this topic. Hi, Tabiso Kumani from Mosul Bay. You know what, uh, I, 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 I think for as long as you have people who are in administration positions, coaching positions and uh, positions of influence, if I can if, if I can say who hold the view that Mr. Spampol is holding, you are most likely to have a situation where we do not have people that embrace things like technology. Uh, those are your old school people you understand so technology has no bearing on them you understand it it, it 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 influences the sport in a negative way for them whether it's good or bad you understand for as long as you have people like that you are not going to get them to budge in any way whatsoever uh, i tell you so your listeners I think this idea of technology is not going to work for, for boxing because we, we have a mistake of covering boxing with other sporting codes. In football, you can ask an accident referee for, uh, his, for his opinion. In boxing, you must decide immediately whether it's a knockdown or not. You must decide immediately whether the boxer is dizzy in order to stop a fight or not. There's no time to consult. This technology can never work. Thank you so much. And another thing, Tabius uh, Manisani from East London, this technology thing might render or give unfair advantage to another boxer. Let's say he's dizzy and he falls. While you are consulting, he's recovering. Then it, it won't work. Hi, Tabiso, and your listeners. Tabiso, I think this video technologies has no longer opportunities for boxing. In boxing, I find it only in sport or rap or cricket or soccer. Good evening, Tabiso. Let me come in there. I'm listening to you, and I see that the, the debate is taking long. There is nothing that is impossible. That's the answer. There is nothing that is impossible. It can be done. The video technology can be used in boxing in as much as it is used even in soccer or any other sport. There is nothing that is impossible. But according to him, according to his opinion, he doesn't like it that way. Thank you, Tawiso Stemba from Rustenberg. Okay, thanks for that, uh, Tamba. Thank you f- for all those voice notes. Kumani, uh, Mr. Manyesane, and uh, um, Nyuabe there. Uh, 
Two people are saying that it will not work, and these are true boxing people in Mnyabe and Mr. Manisa, and they're saying you can't compare boxing to other sporting codes. Kumani believes that uh, um, old-school people are holding uh, the sport back uh, instead of moving with the modern times and uh, taking it forward, and I think also this last uh, voice note agrees with that to say that nothing is Im- impossible. And, uh, okay, we're going to go to the lines. Uh, let me... Okay, let me take a quick break before we go to the lines here. Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. Okay, and let's go to the lines. The Ace, good evening. Thank you for joining us. Good evening, Tabiso. Good evening to Tabo and your listeners. Oh, Ace, Ace Danila, welcome, sir. What's your view here? It's, it's, uh, my view is clear. It can happen. It's possible. It has happened. You know, in boxing, like any other sport, it evolves. Um, Umanyesana and Utaba, I'd like to remind them of one fight. Campbell, Ned Campbell uh, versus Bradley. Mm. And there was an accidental headbutt. Um, and then the California Boxing Commission uh, referred to the television um, replace. A decision was taken. That bravely won. Mm. Two or three weeks later, the, the 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 commission changed its view. Now, that's not the issue. The issue is that television was or television replays were used in that fight. Now, how can it be used? A minute is too long a time in between rounds to look at the television replays to see if the referee's call was correct. I've heard this song before in other sports. In soccer, they were saying it can't be used because it will delay the sport. Mm. In rugby, they were saying that again. In South America now, they have five judges. Three judges are officiating the fight. Two are monitoring the other, the other three. They their scores are only working if there's a controversy of the other two. My last point is, if you complain to any sanctioning body, BSA included, they use the television uh, footage to look at whether your complaint was right. I know they use it after the fight. Mm. But I'm just saying... Uh, boxing, it needs to follow uh, the, 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 the technology and use television replays. My okay. last point, Utabo was saying that in the rural areas, uh, it can be used. Mm. You don't need big cameras. Okay, thanks, Ace Dinile, for that. Mr. Spampul, I'll give you the last word from what's uh, been said. What would you like to, how would you like to wrap up this conversation? Uh, Andile is coming up with isolation cases. There are some isolated cases that, you know, can be utilized uh, by using the television or the technology in that regard. Not all the fights that can be used by using uh, this technology. Mm. 
Can it be used for controversial decisions, uh, not to score, not the whole fight? Just, it doesn't even have to be used in a fight if there's no controversial decision. Yes. Why should should we use uh, a technology when the fight is flowing? Okay. No, thanks, Mr. Spampul. Thank you very much for engaging with us uh, tonight. It's been a pleasure to uh, pick your brain as the as a renowned uh, ring uh, official, and you've made some interesting uh, comments uh, here. I don't know if it's a 50-50 split or, or, or how we split it, but I think we need to have this kind of conversations uh, uh, going forward here. And uh, tonight we thought we should talk about the use of video technology. I don't know if you have an answer or not. I think that boxing is getting a bit left behind, especially because of the number of controversial decisions that we have in in our sport. Sometimes it's not it's not nice when you um, when you watch a fight and you realize that no, this is not how this fight uh, should have ended. But I think yeah, it's only the only thing we can do is have these conversations uh, going forward and just get the thoughts of the people that are involved in the sport. We're gonna wrap up the show by remembering Nick Durant, who passed away three years ago yesterday in a motorcycle accident um, in Clarence near the Free State. And we're joined by his former longtime associate, Mr. Elias Chabalala, on the line. Mr. Chabalala, good evening, sir. Thanks for always finding time to speak to us here on SAFM. We were shocked that it's already been uh, three years. Uh, for you, is it still hard to get over the loss of Nick Durant? Hey, man, I'm telling you, Tavi, so, you know, uh, <clears throat> you, you, you might don't know some of the things. Uh, Nick Durant and myself, we come a long, long way uh, at Tavis. Uh, we had a great, great, great relationship with all my brothers, Ginger Shabalala and Joseph Shabalala, Sugarboy Malinga, all those guys. So we we had a wonderful history together so yesterday when i was on facebook i was checking all his pictures people they were saying stuff about him the great man and it it it, it brought back all those memories good memories that we had with him hmm. and and what has boxing lost in nick durant let me tell you something um people they used to say uh, after we parted ways People used to say we 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 are rivals, but let me tell you, Nick used to spice up boxing. Nick used to make people to talk. Nick used to make people used to like and hate Nick. So that that spice, that 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 talkative trainer, that trainer had no fear. That was Nick Durant, and 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 Tavi. So uh, I can tell you. Uh, if you look at it today, there's no more Nick Durant in boxing. You can see the gap. You can see a big gap, a big, big. South Africa has lost one of the greatest, greatest trainer uh, <clears throat> in Nick Durant. And you know, when, 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 when last year, I think it was last year when I was talking to his son, Damien Durant. Yes. And you know, every time he opens his mouth, over the phone, it's like I can see Nick clapping me behind because that's how we used to play. Mm. Hey, man, you know I, I, I can't forget that man, and I won't be. I, I won't forget him. Uh, may his soul rest in peace, uh, Tabiso. Where do you uh, think he would have been now, uh, Mr. Elias Chabalala? Because I remember he had plans of even being chairperson of Boxing South Africa, of of running the sport, basically. Absolutely, uh, you know. Uh, Tabi, so uh, b- b- before before Nick died, um, I think it was a week before he died or two weeks before he died, 
Makasela can tell you about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I called Nick and he called me. We were supposed to meet so that we can reunite because he said to me, listen here, I, let's stop what is happening, man. Come, let's join, let's work to Makasela called me and he called Makasela. Makasela was going to to make that possible uh, a possible uh, a meeting to happen. It didn't happen, Tabi Soman. And uh, and you know, Nick had a passion in boxing. I don't care who says what. And people used to say, nah, he never boxed and everything. But if you see how he ran his his team and his his boxers, the most professional coaches that I can talk about. Yeah, uh, we have to let leave it here, Mr. Chablala. But I just want to get your thoughts quickly in thirty seconds. Uh, here, we were talking about video technology. Is the space for the use of video technology in boxing? Talisa, if 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 that can happen, it will be a, it it will be the most beautiful thing in boxing. Because if you if you if if if, if we can talk quickly, there are so many decisions that been taken by referees, taken by judges, wrong, wrong, wrong decisions, and. Decisions that cannot be reversed. You know, if we have that technology, like what they have in soccer, I, I, I'm telling you, I'll be the first one to say thank God. Okay. Thank you for speaking to us, Mr. Chavalala. Uh, we'll leave it there. We'll bring you back for another conversation. We do apologize. We, I think we won't do justice to our interview with Silence Mabuza because this topic uh, actually took longer than we thought and we were encouraged by the voice notes. Uh, so uh, we're going to move Silence Mabuza to next week because we have to do justice to an interview with a legend like Silence Mabuza. So that's it from us for now then. We'll be back again tomorrow between 7 and 8 p.m.